How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, ma. Anything's possible. Rainy days. Jump shot fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. Especially when the season get hectic. I stay waiting on it like receiving a Nets pick. Nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth you might even hear a story on Gigi. So in depth they might do an hour about the D-League. So in depth you probably should pay him but it's a freebie. Yeah, John Corrales and J. King. Locked on trying to get the 18th ring. So you can miss me with the blah blah. No more Geno time. We watching Jay do the Zaza. Welcome back to the Lockdown Podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for making this part of your daily routine. We are back on the day-to-day grind. We are the Rain and Jays, John Corrales, Jay King for MassLive.com. Joining you today to talk about Marcus Smart making a little bit of an impact, showing some maturity. We're going to get into the rebound. Marcus Morris has avoided jail time. Jalen Brown made some interesting comments. (laughs) Maybe. And uh, Kyrie Irving dominated some one-on-one basketball. We'll talk about all of that. Thanks to our sponsor, SeatGeek. Make sure you get that SeatGeek app. It's the easiest way to buy and sell tickets with just a couple of clicks. And we'll get you 20 bucks off your first purchase in a few minutes. But first, Jay, you were at the game last night. Last night was uh, me and Sam Packard. By the way, just so let people know the excitement surrounding the Boston Celtics right now. Last night's recap of our first preseason game is already, in less than 24 hours, our fourth most listened to show in all time. So I think people are a little bit thirsty for this Boston Celtics team to come back. People want to see what this team is all about, man. I wanted to see what this team was all about. I was I was really excited to see, for the first time, this team in action. And I thought the preseason opener was pretty promising. Like, they obviously weren't totally in sync. They have a lot of shit to iron out. But they want to make this work, and they're willing to try really hard to make this work. I think that was the takeaway from the first first game. Like they were hustling their asses off defensively. They ha- they are long. Aaron Baines brings a new level of physicality, and all the stars, everybody up and down the roster, shared the basketball and wants to play team basketball and wants to cut really hard and wants to use all the mobility that this team has. And so I thought it was really promising. Obviously, there were some some things to iron out, like Gordon Hayward probably needs to be a little more aggressive looking for his shot. And Kyrie Irving probably wants to shoot better than 4 for 11 next time. But in a lot of ways, like that, that preseason opener was – it showed a lot of potential for this group. And it it's – when you see this group – out there on the court, I've talked about this on previous podcasts, but 
the mobility just just jumps out. This this team is long. This team is athletic. This team has a lot of different playmakers that can all attack you. And when they were driving and kicking and driving back into the paint and getting three, four paint touches sometimes on a possession, like that is going to hurt teams. That is going to hurt teams a lot. This team is young and athletic and talented, and it doesn't quite know what it's doing yet, but it's going to be fun watching it try to learn how to figure all of this out. Yeah, I think the most important thing to take out of the first preseason game is the things that maybe didn't happen, which Kyrie didn't dominate the ball and try to go ISO all the time, which is a great, you know, they didn't throw the ball like out of bounds all the time. They were, they were overpassing for sure, but definitely they were, overpassing. They, they were definitely overpassing, but that's okay. Like they, that's they what you want. The, of course. Like I would rather have that. And I guess that's the biggest thing that didn't happen was they weren't just selfish. They weren't just going for theirs. So the fear that Kyrie was going to go ISO at least the beginning right away, you don't have that, that, kind of uh, fear coming true. He may settle back into that role a little bit more, but I think Brad Stevens probably wants him to settle more into that role and do the things that he does best. So I I enjoy that they tried to do maybe too much unselfish, and then you just pull it back a little bit rather than draw the unselfishness out. So I think of, of all the things that may be positive and not overreacting to, to what we saw, because it is only just one preseason game, that's the thing. And they, they weren't great. They missed a ton of shots. Like It, it wasn't like a, a great performance, but from, from the standpoint of how, our, how did they look in the, the first time we saw them, and basically their, their mindset as a team, you wanted to see the the selflessness. That that was the main thing because there are so many new faces and because there are so many talented guys, two new stars. You wanted to see how are these guys going to try to work this out. How hard are they willing to to work to make this work? And and it, it was very clear in that first game that that they are. Stressing on everyone, pass the ball, drive and cut, sh- sharp cuts everywhere, move off the ball, move with the ball, <laughs> like pass the yeah. pass that bitch around, and <laughs> and it it looked pretty good. There were there were looked, sequences there, there that were times. really good. There were sequences that were yep. really ugly, and it was preseason basketball for sure. There's a lot they need to work on, but I think the mindset of this team in that first game was was really promising. Yeah, no, I like that. You shared a great clip. The Celtics kind of ran like a old school three man weave off the top, but then Al Horford came back and gave a, a back pick to uh, Gordon Hayward, who took one dribble and drilled the three. So, I mean, that's just a nice kind of fluid part of the offense. It's going to be interesting. Like, I, I saw them running a lot of things trying to get Gordon Hayward going. He definitely needs to be more aggressive. But again, just like he needs to be more aggressive. It, Kyrie Irving needs to be kind of like he he just needs to keep expanding his game. So I, I like where they are. And One thing now, I noticed more the second time I watched the game, Gordon Hayward was a defensive stud. Like yeah, see, that dude. I didn't get to watch the he, game again. He is physical. He is he is athletic, and 
he's a rugged defender, but he's going to help them a lot defensively. Yeah. He, he he's can underrated just, as a defender. He can guard a lot of guys. He whoo, he really jumped out defensively on tape. I I I was watching him like, okay, okay, Gordo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's I I completely agree with you. We 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 said that before on the show too that his defense is going to surprise a few people, and he he has a very complete game. He's a very complete basketball player. And I don't think a lot of people, just because he was in Utah and there's just not a lot of Utah jazz basketball out there. If you're not watching on league pass, you people don't understand just how good Gordon Hayward is. And we're going to start to see it. And eventually it's going to emerge. And now one thing that we saw last night was Marcus smart starting on the bench. And today it was revealed that smart, it had a conversation before the game with Brad Stevens and Brad Stevens was kind of debating. And Marcus basically said, just keep me on the bench. I'm fine with that. You know, I enjoy it. In fact, he said, uh, you don't have to start me. I love coming off the bench. I love coming in and bringing that energy off the bench, which is a, a sure sign of maturity, a, a great thing to kind of solve a problem for Brad Stevens where I know before in the in media day, Marcus Smart said, yeah, everybody loves to start. But when it when it comes down to the games, he he understands that he has a role that works very well for him. And, and it, it's it's nice to have a guy step up and say, you know what? No, I'm cool playing my game and bringing me in off the bench, be, especially because he's obviously going to get a ton of minutes and he's going to be finishing games. Yeah, I, I think that's a key part here. Like he knows. He's going to get a lot of minutes. He's gotten a lot of minutes his whole career for the Celtics, whether he's been on the bench, in the starting lineup, whatever. He's always been one of Brad Stevens' main guys. And Brad Stevens for years has said, you know, Marcus Smart, we consider him a starter, even though he's on the bench. And that's just kind of what it's going to be. And I don't think Jalen Brown's a better basketball player than Marcus Smart, but Jalen Brown might fit better in the starting lineup. And, Brad Stevens thinks right now that Jalen Brown fits better in the starting lineup. And so Bra- Marcus Smart, he's just a winner, man. He doesn't care. He doesn't, yeah, he that's true. He, that's true. he never gives a shit. As long as he wins, he's happy. Like, that's just what, that's just who he is. There's, there's not much else he wants to do other than just win. So shout out to Marcus Smart for taking the, the right team attitude. But it's, it's very expected, very in character for him. Yeah, no, it's 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 perfect. I mean, that's exactly who Marcus Smart is, and this demonstrates his value to the team. He goes out there and he he will do whatever it takes. Who cares if it's the first five minutes of the game that he's out there? It's, for some guys, it matters, but it doesn't. But we know what Marcus. It does Smart's not matter do. for Daniel Tice. <laughs> it does not matter <laughs> for Daniel Tice. Um, it doesn't matter for <laughs> future Hall of Famer and currently the best German player in the NBA, Daniel Tice. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Dirk Nowitzki. Do do not disrespect my man Dirk. Just just reel what? that one back. No, it's, it's, no disres- it's no disrespect. Obviously, he has demonstrated Daniel Tice. <laughs> he is probably I, I mean, he's, he's more starter. productive than Dirk's ever been. <laughs> absolutely absolutely i mean we, we can extrapolate out per minute did you see per minute stats ratings? are did better than dirk's career was yeah after that game oh man off the charts 
Uh, I would say that Daniel Tice is a guy that you should buy tickets for because you never know what he's going to do something amazing. So get that SeatGeek app, <laughs> download it, and get your Daniel Tice tickets. The Celtics play at home again on Monday. <laughs> or if you're in Philly on Friday or Charlotte next Wednesday, go and download that SeatGeek app so you can catch that Tice fever. Tice, Tice, baby. As people have said, vanilla tice. tice. These, <laughs> these, these are things that people have tweeted at me, which is just hilarious. Oh, so man. get that SeatGeek app. They have a seamless mobile experience. You can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. They help you find the best seats at the best best prices. It's fully guaranteed. Nothing quite like seeing Daniel Tice or a Tice level musician or other type of entertainment in person. There, I've got. The there is no app. such thing as a Tice level musician. They're all beneath him. No, they're all beneath. Right? No, it's true. I'm, I'm just trying to make them feel better. Uh, get that SeatGeek app. I've got it. Jay's got it. Jay's used it for for uh, giving gifts. We've used it to go to you know find a concert. I've used it for other sports. It's very easy. It saves you time, money. It does all the searching of multiple ticket foot sites. It gets you the most bang for the buck because it grades every ticket. You can set a price alert so when it finds the best seats that fit your budget, it will let you know. Like I said, every price, every purchase, fully guaranteed, so you can search in confidence, make it your go-to app, find the best deals for everything, sports, concerts, comedy, theater, they got it all. And you can get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase by using the promo code L-O-N-B-A. We have not changed the promo code to Daniel Tice yet. We've just still L-O-N-B-A. Download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code L-O-N-B-A. You get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase all right so tice did some fun things out there a lot of guys did a lot of things and one thing we saw that we didn't see last year a lot was they out rebounded the team which is always amazing for these boston celtics Shocking. And we, were worried, we were worried that their their rebound might get rebounding might get worse but one thing uh danny ainge was asked directly by uh bob ryan on, on his podcast about this and the the point that danny ainge made in that was they got longer around the perimeter. And it is a good point that a lot of the rebounding issues that the Celtics had last year came from guys on the wing swooping in and getting past the the guards and getting rebounds and, and, and hurting them. Yeah, obviously there was the Robin Lopez experience that just crushed them and, and Tristan Thompson crushing them. But, and Marsan Gortat for a little while, and basically yes. any big man who had a little strength to him, they were just a bad rebounding team. And part part of right. it was the length, part of it was interior muscle, part of it was just they didn't they weren't good rebounders. <laughs> but yeah, they're definitely longer this year. It's it's very clear longer at every position from Kyrie, who's six inches taller than Isaiah Thomas, to Jalen Brown, who's five inches taller than Avery Bradley. To Gordon Hayward, who's three inches taller than Jay Crowder. Like, just everywhere, they're just longer. And then they have Aaron Baines, who finally, for the first time of the Brad Stevens era, sorry, Chris Humphreys, sorry, Vitor Favarani, they, they have a real muscly, tough guy in the middle. And I guess Humphreys was kind of that, rebounding-wise. But Baines is, yeah, Baines is the biggest, baddest dude that they've had in the middle since Brad Stevens became the coach of the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Humphreys wasn't all of Australia. Like 
like Aaron oh Baines God. is. Uh, shout out to Tommy. What's up, Tommy? <laughs> uh, so I, I thought it was interesting, though, that, that Ainge brought up that wing length because the, the Celtics did get bigger around the perimeter that as much as we love Isaiah Thomas and as much as we love Avery Bradley, they were, they were small. And starting uh, Kyrie Irving, who's taller, and uh, Jalen Brown, who's taller, and Gordon Hayward, who's taller or as tall and athletic, more athletic actually than he's not a beast like Jay Crowder was, but more athletic, and he can move a little bit quicker laterally. So it's an interesting thing, and, and that may that may be enough to help the Celtics rebounding problems. And look, I don't, As we've I don't said multiple times. I, I, they just need to not suck. They can be bad. Yeah. They could be below average. They just need to not be the worst. And I still do think they're going to be below average. Like they're going to start Al Horford at center a lot. I think they're still going to have Jason Tatum playing four sometimes. And even though he's a good rebounder, he's going to be giving up size. They're going to have Marcus Morris at the four. He's going to be giving up size to a lot of guys. Uh, they don't have really, they don't have a seven footer on the roster. They don't have besides Baines, any other real physical guy who I think will play minutes. Yabuselli is obviously a really strong dude, but I'm not sure he'll be in the rotation. So I do think rebounding will still be something they need to pay attention to and take care of. And it won't be something they excel at, but it might not be something they suck at either, which would be nice. Yeah. Just don't suck at it. That's yeah, that's just, all I've ever wanted. Just that's it. Just don't suck. Uh, just don't suck. And hopefully the return of Marcus Morris, who is not going to prison. No click. I, nope. <laughs> just I continue to feel weird that uh, it's that's what I'm rooting for. But yeah, Marcus Morris not going to prison, so he's going to help the Boston Celtics. Uh, it, I don't know how much he's going to help the rebounding necessarily. He's not really a great rebounder, but uh, any big body helps. He's another big body. He's another tough dude. He's another skilled guy. He's he's gonna help them, man. He's gonna he's a he's a pretty good player. So just another another long skilled body to throw out there. The Celtics have so many long skilled dudes. They're just everywhere. They're just gonna come at teams in waves this year. Waves of long skilled dudes. So. Isn't that the whole point of the positional versatility? Isn't this what we wanted? This is it, man. That's what they wanted. This is this is the team that they built. A bunch of guys that you can throw out there and just play wherever. Just Jalen Brown can play the two. He could play the four. That's what they want. A bunch of guys who could play the tr- the two or the four. And you can slide Gordon Hayward over to the two or go small with him at the four. You can do that with just about anybody. With on that team, it's just a, a bunch of. He even played some point guard offensively at least last night. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that's yeah. I mean Gordon Hayward can can absolutely initiate the offense. I mean so many guys. I mean look at Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart initiates the offense, and next thing you know he's boxing out to Wayne Howard. Yes, like, that's skinny Marcus Smart's still very strong. All right, now <laughs> let let me ask you the question before we move any further. That Sam asked me last night on the show: Is it slim Marcus Smart? Or skinny Marcus Smart? I think it's skinny. Yeah, see, I went with skinny myself. Skinny just sounds to funnier to me. It just, <laughs> I don't know why. It, it's, it does. It does. Skinny Marcus. You know what? I, can I tell you what I do want to start integrating into regular rotation is 
Tommy Heinsohn's quick forward. Instead of the small forward, I want to start using Tommy Heinsohn's quick forward terminology. I love it. A lot of quick forwards on the Celtics. I really love calling it the quick forward. I think I really, honestly, no bullshit, want to start using the term quick forward. It actually makes more sense to call them quick forwards now than small forwards because they're, they're all the same height, and they're all quick. So if they're all quick... There's a bunch is, of quick forwards. Is everyone a quick forward? <laughs> I guess I guess Marcus Morris would not be the quick forward. He'd be more of a power forward. But it's basically Marcus Morris, Baines, and Horford. Everyone else is kind of quick forward-ish. Tice? Maybe Yabu, Tice. Semi. Tice? Yeah, all right. Maybe not. So we just basically named half the team. So shut up, John. <laughs> uh, I want to remind everybody that the Locked On Podcast Network exists and exists greatly throughout the rest of the NBA, we can you can go to Locked On Hornets to get their take on what they saw last night. You can go to Locked On Sixers to kind of get a sense of how they're feeling. We're playing the Sixers on Friday. You can go to Locked On Sixers and check out how they're feeling about, you know, they, they got a great team, young guys, Ben Simmons, uh, Joel Embiid, just kind of see where they are. Any team you want to check up on, if you have a second favorite team or you want to go Locked On NBA or Locked On Fantasy, be sure to search out your favorite Locked On podcast and, or all of the Locked On podcasts. You can subscribe or just listen to the shows. It's well worth your time. Okay, Jalen Brown had some interesting comments, kind of addressing comments that I guess were published uh, in Complex uh, a while ago where he kind of called the um, the trade of Isaiah Thomas to Cleveland for Kyrie Irving uh, weird. And the quote is, uh, well, first of all, he said it's not weird anymore. Uh, but uh, he quite, he kind of questioned whether, you know, what the, what the culture was. He said, okay, here's the quote. Uh, the trade changes the whole dynamic, the whole culture. We'll see if it's good or bad. Time will tell. But it's still a little weird to me, to be honest, because when I came in, everything they stressed was culture, environment, Celtics basketball. Now it's like, what is the environment, the culture? What is Celtics basketball? So, Jay, you wrote about it. He kind of explained it and backtracked a little bit. Why don't you kind of explain from there? It, it just kind of felt like he almost reacted to the trade like a fan, like like everyone else did. Like, yeah, of course it's weird that the Celtics have Kyrie Irving now. And, of course, it's weird that they traded Isaiah Thomas to the team they just lost to in the Eastern Conference Finals. And, of course, it's weird that they broke up the core of a team that won 52 games and won the number one overall seed and was so young and so promising and this and that. So, yeah, of course it was weird. And, of course, like, he didn't know what the culture was going to be. They, they lost everybody who was their heart. They lost Isaiah Thomas, who was really, I thought, the, the soul of that team. And they lost Jay Crowder and Avery Bradley, who were big parts of the attitude of that team. And so Jalen Brown, he almost reacted like a fan. Like, like what the hell is going on here? Right. This is a strange what, trade. That, and, that quote basically encapsulated everything that we've said on the, we said on the podcast after, yeah. after the trade. Yeah, and obviously it's more interesting because Jalen Brown's on the team, and Jalen Brown is, is someone who, like, lives in the organization and is still wondering about all these things like, like all of us were. Um, but it, it was 
it was interesting to me that he did react like that and and it was he was open about it and then now he's kind of like the rest of us like oh yeah well Kyrie's on the Celtics now and it's it's going to be pretty cool to see what he can do <laughs> so yeah so it was he he honestly felt like it sounded like he was any anybody else like just any Bostonian paying attention to the Celtics over the last couple of years falling in love with Isaiah Thomas and and enjoying the rise of Isaiah Thomas and the plucky Celtics and then wondering what the hell was going on after they traded so much to get Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Oh, he did say today that he made those comments a long time ago. It was two now, weeks ago. Like it wasn't yeah, that long yeah. ago. Right. It's not, it's not weird anymore. Two weeks. I got it done. Figured it out. That was before but, training hey, camp look, in his defense. I was going to say, yeah, that's before that is before training camp started. So, you know, it's not weird anymore, of course. So everything's good, but it is, it is interesting. Jalen really is fascinating. He really is fascinating. He's to a me. thoughtful dude. He, he thinks he, he thinks really about is. everything, and I, I, I'm I'm really appreciating the Jalen Brown experience from a media perspective because he's open about things. He's introspective. He's he's reflective. He he's candid and and he's interesting. He's an interesting guy. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to me to see how that is received over the course of his career because some guys can get away with that, but other guys can't. Um, But I think that if he's just, this is who he is. And if this is who you are, you can get away with sometimes saying things that uh, might, might raise somebody's ire, but you can say, well, this is just who he is. He's actually reacting. Like you said, like a fan, like a human being observing a situation and not giving you the canned response, which it's the, the one thing that, that I think is horrible is our desire to get more than a canned, canned response, getting that not canned response and then killing the guy for being actually honest. Like how many, I see it all the time. Whenever a player actually gives an honest answer, the reaction is almost immediate. Like, how can you say that? What does he mean by that? Blah, blah. We're so used to getting the canned responses that anything outside of that ends up becoming like, whoa, wait, what does he mean? How, what, what, what's all this? So it, it's nice. I, I'm, I really am fascinated by Jalen Brown, and I'm really interested in him moving forward. The fact that in the first two years in his league, he's the union rep, that's amazing. I don't know how often that happens. I have no clue. But to me, I find that amazing, that he's thoughtful enough and just uh, – interested enough, involved enough to represent the team in any sort of CBA related issues to go and and deal with the union that he wants to do that. How many rookies want to be a team representative like that? That's, I don't think that happens very often. I think their last one was Kelly Olenek, right? And he was, he was really young when he took on that role. I could be wrong there. Don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't follow, I don't necessarily follow those little it's it's the one thing that I don't really pay attention to. I never really I who cares like who the union rep is except that Jalen Brown did it for his first his rookie and now his sophomore year. Like that's that's really I think impressive to me. Yep. All right. Jaylen. We'll leave it at that. Thoughtful also impressive Jaylen. today as 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 we get ready to wrap up the show. Just a fun little thing that Jay you shared uh Kyrie Irving schooling schooling people one on one. It was uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and uh, who else? Devin Williams. 
training camp guy. Okay. And he just it's so funny because you can see not to overanalyze uh, a one-on-one game, but you can see like he has all the little tricks in the book. Like Jason Tatum was kind of sliding along with him and he quick jumped off the wrong foot to get a shot off over, over him. Uh, Kyrie, I mean, uh, Jalen was overly aggressive. So he just threw him an up fake and uh, Devin Williams is bigger than him. So we just took a step back fade away. Like he has all these little tricks in the book that he says, Oh, okay, this is what you are. I'm going to go to this. And it's just a, a nice little kind of insight into just how good a scorer Kyrie can be and just how far away those other guys are. The man could score that bitch. <laughs> yes, he can. Uh, that's a that's an appropriate place to end. You can score that bitch by subscribing to our podcast wherever you find your podcast: Google Play, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, whatever. A bunch of things that I probably haven't even heard of. Spotify, because we're on that bitch on Spotify. Uh, you can say, "Hey Alexa, play the latest Lockdown Celtics podcast," and it will. Your smart home technology will do that. So we are out there everywhere and rising up the rankings. So subscribe, rate us five stars, leave us a good review, share, share, share. Be honest with you guys, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there, a lot of podcasts. We're all fighting for that space. So share the word. Let people know that they should be listening to Locked On Celtics because otherwise, you know, there's we're great. We're going to rise to the top. But there's a lot of elbows out there, and we need your help to get past a lot of these other podcasts. So spread the word, let people know, tell five friends, and get the word out there that they should be listening to the Lockdown Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks. This is the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Yeah, Jay King and John Corrales, Lockdown Celtics, Millie. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.